I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. I got one more thing I'd like to talk to you about right now. As you may know, May was Mental Health Awareness Month. Well, that trend continues, and we are looking forward to July, which is Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. And although we have uh, done some things uh, in May to highlight uh, mental health awareness initiatives, particularly those that we support here on the Black Information Network, um, this is an ongoing conversation that we need to continue to have, uh, not just for these two months, but all year round. And one such individual who is very passionate about um, mental health awareness and mental health initiatives is our very own Maggie B. Nolan, who joins me today on the podcast. So welcome to the show, Maggie. How you doing? Hey, Ramses. I'm great. How are you? Not bad at all. So... Yeah. Um, what prompted today's conversation is a little bit of a story, and I want to paint a bit of a picture uh, for our listeners. So if you don't follow tabloids or gossip sites or that sort of stuff, you're forgiven. I know that it, sometimes it's a lot uh, to take in, but sometimes you can find examples uh, of things that we need to work on as a people, as a community, as a, as a species, indeed, um, on display for the entire world. And some of these things may not affect us personally. We may not ever have a bout with, you know, mental health issues or anything like that, but that doesn't mean that it, uh, is something that we 
have the luxury of ignoring. Um, these things can affect those around us and they can have a ripple effect that will um, impact our lives as well. And so in paying attention to the tabloids, as we do around here, um, I noticed some goings on with uh, Tyrese. Um, and uh, do you remember, Maggie, uh, it, this was some years ago, I, I would guess maybe 2017-ish, Tyrese had a, a mental breakdown on social media um, and it became a meme. And it was when he was sort of crying and saying, what more do you want from me? You remember that? You know, it's there's so many memes that go around. I actually don't remember that okay. fully, but now that you're saying it, I kind of do. Yeah. And that's where it's been a trending thing now for, you know, five, six years, it sure. seems like where he's kind of at the center, Perfect. which adds more substance to today's conversation. Thank exactly. you for sharing that. Exactly. So, so um, I remember, uh, and I suspect some other folks might remember this too, that um, there was, a, he was, he was crying. It was a video of him and he was just very frustrated with uh, custody of his, his child, of his daughter. Right. And he was paying child support. And the, the, uh, the line that everyone took and kind of memed was, what more do you want from me? And there's a still image of that, and he's just kind of crying, and you know, he's, uh, it's it's really sad. But you know, the internet is undefeated, and they tend to make jokes out of it. So like terrible. Um, now, mind you, Tyrese is a famous, platinum-selling singer, and of course, a movie star, very successful person, a celebrity of the highest order. But you see these moments where. You know, maybe he might feel alone. He might feel defeated. Um, and especially when it comes to things that you feel like you don't have any control over that are very close to your heart, things like family, um, things like um, your capacity to provide, uh, you know, for your loved ones, et cetera. Those things really attack the core of who you are, your your self-image, your your identity. And, and Tyrese has... Um, a couple of examples. And the first that I saw was, was back in, I believe it was 2017. Well, now he's saying that his ex-wife married him for money. <laughs> uh, he was ordered to pay uh, 650,000, somewhere like mm -hmm. around there in child yeah. support. Um, and, you know, a, a quote from him, he says, I was depressed and posting my vulnerabilities online again, kind of taking his feelings to social media, right? Mm -hmm. So one example of, you know, a person kind of helping him through this dark space is, uh, it comes from Snoop Dogg. Mm -hmm. And um, so let me, let me backtrack a bit. So Tyrese has been working on another album he's releasing, uh, and it's going to be called Beautiful Pain, where he kind of opens up about his mental health struggles. Right. Um, but he had a conversation with Snoop that he ended up sharing with everyone. And I think this is a great example, particularly in the black community, of identifying a person who might be struggling with, you know, their mental health and kind of stepping in right. um, and being a, a rock and a, and a beacon as opposed to saying, oh, you got it. You know, oh, you know, that sucks. Suck it up. Someone who's really kind of being there um, and being a little bit more. Um, engaged, I guess. So uh, Snoop Dogg, I, I pulled a couple of quotes here. Snoop Dogg says, um, 
This is him talking to Tyrese. He says, you saying them names to me, tickling me pink. You saying them names to a record label. You know what they're going to say? That man ain't had a hit in 20 years. But we going to stand tall with this stuff, man. Mm. So I, I kind of had to clean it up a bit because Snoop doesn't talk like that. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll continue. I'll continue. Snoop goes on to say, uh, this is mental health. This is relationships and all this stuff that the world is going through in one package. And you're yeah. dealing with it. You're actually dealing with it through the pain of this record. You're going to help somebody else learn how to live through pain and make that beautiful, make that a beautiful pain. I'm not ever, I'm not going to never let you put your head down and do nothing that ain't appropriate. So, um, that last little bar there, I'm not going to let you put your head down and do nothing that ain't appropriate. That's yeah. kind of where I made the connection of, okay, we're, we've been dealing with a lot of mental health, um, initiatives, but, there, you know, we, we get the statistic and I think I grew up with the statistic, uh, the statistic and, um, you know, we're not too far off in age. I'm a little older than you, but you've been around long enough to know that this has been largely true. At least the narrative, uh, has been true in, or the narrative has been chronicled in our community. And that's that black people don't commit suicide. Mm. Um, and the, the facts support that we are less likely to do, um, things that cause us to end our own lives. But that doesn't mean that we never do it. This is this is something that has definitely um, impacted our community as well. And uh, when you are unaware of how deep the depths can be, the depths of despair, you may not know to step in. And this is why Snoop's words kind of struck a chord with me and why I wanted to talk to you about it today. So. Real quick, I want to say that for me personally, I've been through the child support process. Thank God I've never been married. But, um, you know, I suspect that child support and custody and that sort of stuff, that probably affects you in a more profound way because that's your child. You know, a yeah. marriage, if a marriage dissolves, you know, that might let some air out of the ball. You know what I mean? Maybe it's been tough and, you know, it's not good, but it's not as bad as it was. But child support and custody hearings, that can that can be uh, tough. And I've been mm -hmm. through that myself. So I realize uh, that that can be a really dark and lonely road and you might feel helpless and it doesn't matter how good of a person you are or what you think is the right thing. There's another person who doesn't live in your house, who doesn't know your child, doesn't know you, doesn't know the the, the partner that you've created the child with, who's deciding the fate of um your relationship with your child and limiting or determining the responsibility right. that you have to that child. And so that can feel, you can feel very vulnerable and very helpless. And I think our biological imperative as human beings is to procreate. Right? I, 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 it's not a matter of thinking. It is our biological imperative. And so there is nothing that will move us more as a species than to procreate and then protect and provide an environment for our children to grow up and flourish and um, move beyond where we've been able to, to reach. Right. And so um, when that is attacked or that is, uh, there's some external influence there, that can be among the most profound uh, of instances in life that can impact your mental health, your, your self-concept, so forth and so on. And so the reason I wanted to, 
Um, now, thank you for letting me paint that picture. The reason I wanted to pull you on today is because I wanted you to kind of share your thoughts on Snoop Dogg <laughs> and his words and his involvement with Tyrese. Um, and, you know, maybe there's something that we all can learn in terms of dealing with our own mental health struggles. Maybe there's something that we can learn in terms of identifying perhaps other people that are going through things. And maybe there's even something we can learn in terms of how we can influence positively outcomes for folks who are battling with, um, you know, mental health issues. Thank you, Ramses. Yes, um, that was excellent. Um, just the whole story painting there. It's just, it cannot be overstated the value of this conversation and how many times we have brought it up this month and just mental health awareness in general. So um, one of the number one things to recognize, I think, is that mental health and mental illness are two different things. Mm. Uh, mental health is something that everybody has and everybody should be cognizant of, you know, what is my mental health like today? That's, you know, similar to your emotional health to kind of paint that picture. Um, how are you feeling? You know, there are some days where we feel good and there are some days where we don't. And there are some people that have days that, you know, aren't as they have more bad days than good days. Sometimes, sometimes that is caused by internal, you know, familial type of situations, kind of like you outlined. Other times they're perpetuated by external circumstances. Um, you know, like we see kind of the, um, statistics demonstrating in regards to the black community and the ways that we are affected. Um, there's a lot of differences between how our mental health is impacted when it comes to, uh, comparing us to non-black people. Um, when it comes to Snoop dog. I mean, again, I cannot overstate the value of his um, contributions to the conversation. And just, of course, you know, to Tyrese as his brother, um, you know, that I have um, advocated many times <laughs> in our personal conversations, um, you know, just kind of putting shows together and talking about like, what does our community need to be talking about? And, you know, for a very long time, I've been advocating for the topic of, you know, relationships and where they intersect with mental health and well-being and our productivity and then, you know, the forward movement of our people. Sure. Um, so there's just there's it's, it's, it's something where, you know, sometimes people don't like to conflate issues. Um, but you know, when it comes to black community issues, everything intersects. Um, you know, there's so many indirect implications that are perpetuated on us because of the 400 years of enslavement, um, that our ancestors experienced and then the systems that were set up afterwards. So, um, there is just an overwhelming amount of cause for um, mental health to not be stable within the black community. Um, but then, of course, in America, you know, you don't have to be black to have mental health issues. A lot of white people have mental health issues, non-black people, um, just people in general. Um, mental health issues are, a, you know, something that you could relate to even like physical health in the terms of like, I'm sick today because I have a cold. I'm going to take some medicine or I'm going to sleep. I'm going to eat nourishing food and I'm, I'm going to get better. But there's a certain period of time that I do need to kind of be down for the count, so to speak. Um, but then I'm going to get it better and be good. And same with, you know, mental health. Like sometimes you might, you might just be having a bad day or you just got some bad news or, you know, maybe you have a migraine and that you just stopped you from going to do something else that was really important. And, you know, just those ripple effects, but it's something that isn't going to necessarily to 
debilitate you for the long term. Um, but it is something where when there are a multitude of instances or they are extenuating over a longer period of time, um, that things can really turn for the worse, um, especially if they're unaddressed. And so, like you said, where Tyrese um, has been in the news really at least since 2017 on these topics, I know you remember um, last summer, you, uh, Key Ward and myself sat down and we were talking about Tyrese and his relationship comments that had gone viral. And, you know, people are kind of giving their two cents. And of course, you know, well, <laughs> Ramses, like the two cents from the public, even your own community is not always, you know, nice. It, it's yeah. sometimes actually really mean. And for somebody who is having a hard time and, you know, the constructs of social media play a part too. You know, we all share our life with the world. And also too, we're, we're so uh, disconnected in a sense. That's, that's the outlet he has to share and kind of like, is that a cry for help? Is that a, you know, call for awareness? You know, it, it maybe is a multitude of things, but for anybody to respond in a mean or um, disrespectful way, it's just, we all could be there at some point in time. We all know somebody who has been there, whether or not you actually, you know, have that cognizant knowledge or not. Um, you know, cause of course there's so much stigma associated. Most people keep these things under wraps, but it's all around us, you know, and we really, um, we need to be having these conversations. You know, I brought it up last week. Um, I think we should have not a month, but a week of a week every month where we really focus on highlighting resources and sharing stories and raising awareness because it's really the more we know, the more we can intercept these situations. You want to hear something funny? Um, I saw a, I think it might have been a documentary many years ago. And it was based in Southeast Asia somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they were interacting with kind of a, a rural tribal community. And they were doing studies. There were some folks doing some studies. This documentary crew was doing studies around the world to find out who were the happiest people in the world. And, you know, for us, you know, we live in a rich country. We think that, um, you know, any, any, like we don't feel hunger. We don't, you know, if we're thirsty, we'll, we're not far from water, you know, all these things. We, we have all the luxuries we can drive to. Well, places. some, some of us, not well, everybody here, us, but you know, in this country, generally speaking, this is a rich country. So, Beyond um, <laughs> the borders of this country, uh, it's a very different um, reality for folks. There's uh, obviously there's people who are wealthy in other countries and there's people who are very poor here. But painting with broad strokes to kind of um, explain this uh, that I saw, there was this community that by our standards would seem very poor. You know, they didn't have really nice houses. They just had what they made from the ground around them. And there wasn't a lot of people, you know, they didn't have status. They didn't, you know, they, they, they weren't, they weren't real concepts for this group of folks because they knew everybody that they lived with. Whenever someone had a baby, the whole village celebrated and they were all happy. Um, you know, they made their own food. They lived off of the land and, you know, everybody had a thing that they did for however long they chose to do it. And when they were done doing it, that was it. And they, that got them enough money to continue to live their life. And they didn't sell their whole lives to buy 
a Rolex to tell them what time it is. They just look up at the sun and say, oh, it's a little late. So we'll probably wind down. Right. So their values were very different. But what they found is that this community, the folks were so happy. And then in contrast, a lot of us from this, you know, wealthy country were so unhappy. Um, and it was something that was very striking, very shocking to those folks who were kind of studying this phenomenon. So the reason I say that is because when I look at a person like Tyrese, Tyrese is a person that I believe we can look up to. He's a person who's, he's from Watts, California, you know, not too far from where I grew up. This is something I know about this man. Um, and he loves singing, got cast in a Coca-Cola commercial and ran it all the way up. And I, you know, I couldn't be more proud of him, but you know, some people, they, you know, they, they, their disposition is toward happiness and maybe they don't have a lot of mental health struggles throughout their life. Um, and then some people might have quite a bit. And then there's a full gray area in the middle. And I suspect that Tyrese probably falls somewhere in the middle, you know, in the middle ground where it's not this extreme or that extreme. And this is true. And the reason I say this is this is true because Tyrese's reality, certainly in the past, let's call it maybe 20 years, reflects that of the America with all of the wealth and all the status and all the things that come with being in a rich country and having the highest degree of mobility. And as you can see, sometimes things go wrong. And when things go wrong, this individual human's capacity to handle it um, might not be sufficient. We can look at a person like Tyrese and think, you know, he's got it. He's got millions of dollars. So paying this money is nothing, but perhaps it's the principle. Perhaps there's some, perhaps it just hits different, right? And so I think a lesson that I learned um, is that money doesn't equal happiness. As simple as that sounds, you know, it's, it's kind of that thing that you hear growing up. But, you know, I think that it's become more real. Um, and when you start, when this conversation around mental health started to kind of take center stage, you know, in a lot of different forums and in popular culture, where we started having these conversations. Um, you know, we started to see people like Robin Williams, people that I thought were so funny and obviously incredibly successful and yet very depressed at the same time. And so I think that, again, this is why Snoop's words uh, resonated with me in particular, because saying something like, I'm not ever going to let you put your head down. I'm not going to let you do something that ain't appropriate. You know, and I think the implication there being harming yourself, I think that um, understanding that that is a real thing, that while we don't make up a, a huge amount of the numbers, our numbers are not zero and they have grown in recent years of folks who have unalived themselves. And uh, knowing that there's something perhaps that we can do about it, you know, just by tapping a friend on a shoulder or looking for a friend to, to vent to and to be vulnerable. And um, again, because like you mentioned, you and I have had conversations surrounding mental health, both on the show and 
behind the scenes and preparing for different shows, I knew that you were the right person to talk to about this. So um, before we wrap up, um, I want to get just kind of get your final thoughts on, you know, what we've been talking about today, maybe some advice for our yeah. listeners. And then well, um, so just to just to give some uh, data in the in the statistics as far as the unaliving goes, mm-hmm. um, you know, current current statistics are actually that um, suicide is the third leading cause of death for black Americans ages mm-hmm. 15 to 24. Okay. And black men are four times more likely to take their own life than a black woman. Um, now we like to think that, that suicide isn't happening in our community and that th- these things aren't happening. And a, a lot of this also ties to not only just the stigmas kind of in general by, you know, American culture, but the, the culture of the black community and its roots in the church and the traditional, um, ness of that and how, you know, sin is looked at as, or excuse me, uh, suicide is looked at as a sin. So it's something that, you know, we kind of, Air on the side of, oh, no, I would never do that. Or, um, you know, you, you don't expect that of people. Mm-hmm. I think also, you know, there's a, there's a confusion between, um, you know, being suicidal and somebody's suicidal ideation, suicide ideation. So just having thoughts of like how I could kill myself, not I want to kill myself, but how I could. Those are two different things, but things that we as just human beings should be aware of. Because if those thoughts are going through your head at all, you know, if you're just driving on the freeway one day and you're like, oh, I could just drive off the bridge right now or drive into the, you know, we've seen these instances on the news. People actually follow through with those actions. And if you're even having the thoughts, that that's one of the flags that says, hey, you know, maybe I should go talk to somebody or maybe I should take a break from some of the things that I'm doing that are overwhelming, you know, where you do have a choice. Um, I think it's important to acknowledge, um, you know, just the abundance of resources. Um, a lot of us have a lot of, um, you know, hesitation when it comes to working with the medical systems, of course, because of, you know, the various experiments that, you know, were relative to physical and mental health that were perpetuated on enslaved black people, um, you know, hundreds of years ago, and some of which um, ideologies are still infused into the systems today. However, um, there is absolutely a vast array of providers, organizations, apps that are specifically catering to the mental health of the black community and taking into consideration our, um, you know, unique circumstances, um, especially in America, because American black Americans are different um, than black black people in other places, um, not in all ways, but in some ways because of the uh, perpetuation of slavery for so long and the way that America by design was really um, designed to confuse us, to keep us um, in a diluted state. And so I think when we're talking about mental health, I think we just have to be so careful as well not to be speaking about things on on the surface level, like how to just treat the, the problem and how to band-aid things and really go back to the foundations. Because, um, you know, my argument, my debate um, is that 
America is sick. America has mental health issues. Mm. America as is was built on the capacity of um, a scarcity mindset and fear and wanting to have more and having, you know, more so other people can have less and treating, you know, some groups of human beings as non-humans. Um, so all of our structures have been built up from this fraudulent and sick foundation that, you know, we really have to be addressing all of them, <laughs> you know, from the roots, because if the roots are sick, the plant can't grow. Understood. We have to change, we have to change the soil. So um, I think that the more we know, the more we can recognize signs in ourselves, we can recognize signs in our loved ones and our, you know, coworkers even, because I also want to raise uh, the awareness that mental health is um the perpetuator of workplace violence. Workplace violence is the number one um, instance where mass shootings actually happen statistically. So um, in the workplace, especially in corporations, there is a lot of red tape and Black people go through really challenging experiences, which we are, um, you know, seeing in the form of a grand exodus, especially of black women <laughs> from the corporate workforce where we're moving into entrepreneurship or back into entrepreneurship and more um, creative and flexible careers. But, um, you know, we have to be challenging these status quos at these large corporations. We have to be holding them accountable, especially the ones that have roots in slavery as well. Um, you know, where are they um, helping when it comes to uh, not harming their employees and not harming others, you know, our community across the nation. And, and what are they adding to the solutions? Um, because the disparities across, across people in itself are, are one of the largest causes of the mental health issues. You know, the financial system, the capitalist, the capitalistic market and the violent capitalism. Um, all of it is sick. All of it is troubled, you know, and we're watching our government, um, leaders just, <laughs> acting like children. And it's just our own children are more mature, it seems like, than some of the people who are supposed to be making our policies. So it's just we cannot turn our our, our heads away. We have to be paying attention. We have to be educated on all of these things. And we have to be using the resources. Sure. Um, and one of which I just also want to highlight is the um, benefits that people have at their workplaces. A lot of people don't know that just like if you broke your leg or you needed to go to have some kind of surgery and you were taking a leave of absence for work, a lot of times that's paid. A lot of times it's paid at almost your full amount of salary and then, you know, a significant portion if you are out for an extended time. Um, these are things that are legally available to us and protected under things like FMLA and then as well as company policies. So it's read the handbooks, read the guidelines, ask the questions, take the mental health days. And you don't have to say, oh, I'm having a bad mental health day. Say, I don't feel good. I'm not coming to work. Take a sick day. Um, sure. Use the time. Reclaim your time. We need to reclaiming our health, reclaim our health, because America is not set up for Black people to be healthy, period, really. <laughs> um, so we have to be just cognizant that that it's the foundation that is sick. And, you know, our mental health is is really an implication of that. So um, whatever we can do to get in front of it all is, is imperative. Well, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I one of the things that I learned is that uh, I'm not going to profess to be someone who's as studied when it comes to, you know, mental health imperatives and initiatives and challenges as you. But I learned recently that um, it's 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 absolutely OK to take a day to be sad. And um, I think that I'm learning more and more that uh, it's OK to 
use resources, especially friendships, and it's okay mm -hmm. to be a resource too. Um, in fact, it's like mission critical. And that's part of what I loved about, you know, when I saw Snoop and Tyrese. And so again, I want to uh, thank you for your time. Before we go, I want to uh, plug. Can uh, I just say really quick, sorry, to that point, it's, it is mission critical. So Snoop, like Tyrese has gotten all this different backlash. You know, there's a lot of people that are afraid to even speak out on behalf of people because of the potential backlash they could get. There's some people that are afraid to help their friends or family, you know, because of the backlash they may receive. But when it's a life or death situation, I cannot stress the, the need and the importance, the urgency to do something, to do your very best. And even if your friend gets mad at you for a period of time, if you saved their life, was it worth it? You know, I would say absolutely. <laughs> um, if you increase, you know, the, the probability that their family is going to be able to be more successful and live better days in the future, I would say yes. Um, you know, so we can't be afraid. We have to be less cognizant of what other people are thinking about us and more cognizant about doing the right thing. Well, uh, I think you're absolutely right. Um, and I do want to make sure that I plug this before we go. So, uh, one more time, the clinicians of color is going to be doing a, an online conference. And uh, this conference is a place where you can go to get tools to help other folks who might be um, dealing with mental health issues. And of course, resources if you're dealing with those yourself. And we've been imploring folks to check this out. Um, so I'll read. It says, clinicians of color is proud to announce its upcoming online conference. No more hiding behind masks, embracing authenticity and black male mental wellness on June 4th, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, again, I want to remind everyone that July is also Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. So stay tuned because we will be um, I, I get a feeling we will be talking more about um, initiatives taking place not only in June, but July as well. But um, yeah, back to this. It says this conference will focus on the importance of black men's mental health and embracing authenticity and mental wellness. Registration is now open and attendees can sign up for the conference by visiting cliniciansofcolor.org. Maggie, uh, I appreciate your time as always and um, your insight into this uh, subject that is critically important and that you are so much more knowledgeable about than me. So again, thank you. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Maggie B. Nowen, real quick, uh, why don't you drop your social media? Uh, you can find me everywhere at, at Maggie B. Nowen. Okay. And then um, I'm sure you have a ton of resources as well, right? Yes. So there's a lot of, like I was saying, there's some... Uh, specific to black community resources and also black owned and run resources. So I've mentioned Alchemy Health many times, the Liberate Meditation app, Black Therapists Rock, Therapy for Black Girls, Therapy for Black Men. If you just type black black mental health into Google, a ton of resources will come up. NAMI is a great resource as well. So I definitely encourage everybody to dive into the information. Wonderful. Okay. Uh well I um I want everybody to check out Maggie's social media because again she's a big advocate for um mental health in the black community and um if you have any thoughts on today's episode please reach out you can find me at Ramses Cha on all social media and I'd love to hear from you and until I do peace This has been a production of the Black Information Network Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson Have some thoughts you'd like to share use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app while you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective.
right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 